0: Thanks so much for inviting me. Uh, a, a bit about you. We'll talk about why you're running for Senate, but a bit about you. What's the background here?
1: Well, I am uh, uh, live in Oconee County with my husband of 41 years, and we raised all three of our kids there, and um, I had a full career with the U.S. Forest Service, 32 years with them. And- what to do with them? Uh, a lot of different jobs, all the way from cleaning toilets in campgrounds <laughs> up to uh, my last job was an administrator in uh, Asheville, North
0: Carolina. Oh, okay, the, the U.S. Forest Service. Then, Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, why the run for Senate? Well, it, by the way, is this your first run for anything? Absolutely, it was my first uh, first
1: run. Uh, uh, working for the federal government, obviously, you cannot hold right. public office. Yeah. So uh, when I retired, I started uh, getting involved in politics uh, in a different way. I was an activist. Uh, About a year ago, I started Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America and decided that uh, that was uh, a place where I could make a difference. And then the more I thought about it, I realized that perhaps I could run for office. I had some of the skills that I thought would uh, serve me well in the Senate. And um, then uh, last year, when Deborah Gonzalez and Jonathan Wallace were elected uh, to the House, I decided that I would try for the Senate.
0: Uh, the geography of District 46, as I understand it, and you understand it better than I, because you've covered most of it by now, I'm sure. Uh, it's basically half of Athens and then much of Oconee and, and portions of what Walton County and maybe some others. What, what else is involved in uh, 46? That's, that's pretty
1: close. It's, okay. uh, it's about half of Athens, Clark County, uh, all of Oconee County. And about uh, half of Walton County, Monroe North.
0: Okay. So, it's I mean, if if we look at a map, if we do that red-blue thing, I mean, obviously, Athens is going to be the blue part of the map. But the rest of that, and this is what has powered Bill Cousert so far, uh, it's a a pretty conservative district or would look to be. Uh, Is there something out there that you're detecting that's going to tip the scales in this election?
1: Well, it is a conservative district. You're absolutely right, though there are precincts in both Walton County and uh, uh, Oconee County that uh, tend to go Democrat. Um, Our strategy from the beginning was to uh, really mobilize the Democratic vote and others who perhaps could be uh, our message could resonate with them. So it is a challenging race, uh, but we're up for it. We've run a hard campaign, and but this is the critical time, is getting
0: the vote out, absolutely. So Hildegard with us, again, a Democratic candidate for state senate. Sounds like what Stacey Abrams has said. She said, and, it, and maybe it may actually be working for Stacey Abrams, that, that, listen, there are all these Democratic votes out there, except they haven't been voting, uh, and the idea is to mobilize those folks, energize those folks, and get them to the polls. Do you have any sense, never mind Stacey Abrams, do you have any sense that that's working in your race? It is absolutely working.
1: Uh, What's a a bit difficult to determine in Georgia, since we don't um, uh, require that uh, Democrats or Republicans register. No party affiliation in terms of registration. Exactly. So the data is pretty squishy. So we don't exactly know who's Mm -hmm. voting early, but we do know just uh, throughout the country, as everyone knows, the turnouts are record levels. So, But we don't know yet if that's going to benefit us or the Republicans.
0: Well, let's talk about a specific issue. You mentioned your work with Moms Demand Action, and these are the folks who have been very prominent in calling for changes to existing gun laws. Uh, get right to the bottom line here. You can flesh this out as much as you like here. Uh, should I be allowed as a lawful, law-abiding citizen to keep my gun?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. There is nothing in the... Uh, The mission of the Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America, nor in my personal philosophy that goes against that. So, that's absolutely
0: right. So, what are the changes you would make or would want to see made? One
1: of the obvious changes, and it has a lot of, it's always polled well across the United States for a long time, is uh, requiring background checks for all gun sales.
0: Currently, we have that
1: now. We do. We have that for if you purchase your gun through a federally licensed dealer, like here in Athens, would be Franklin's, be mm-hmm. a good example, or Cabela's, mm-hmm. um, you are required. They are required to do a background check. Check uh, the loophole used to be referred to as the uh, gun show loophole, but it's more com- The more common loophole is if you purchase a gun online, or a- if I sell my gun to you, exactly. Exactly. That's where you don't require a background check. And well, the that,
0: so-called gun show, just and I know you know this, that you hear this all the time, the gun show loophole. Those folks are supposed to be doing background checks, too. Uh, if, they, if they're if they part of a company
1: that's a federally licensed dealer, they are required. Right. But many of them are, peer. we call it peer-to-peer sales, which is, they, that is not a background check. So what do you check. do, you do though, in required. that case,
0: well, I got a 38, I don't want it, here's a hundred bucks, you can have it. I mean, what do you do about that kind of a gun transaction?
1: I think that every state has uh, designed their own um, enhancements to the federal law. And I think that's part of the conversation that would need to happen in Georgia is are are there some... Uh, transactions that might be exempt from a background check, or is it something more all-encompassing? And I think that's part... I call that making the sausage when yeah. you get in and start
0: crafting I mean, legislation. I mean, I'm not arguing. I'm just trying to figure out how that could even work. Uh, you and I, private transaction, no different than me selling you my car. Uh, did, am I then responsible for running a background check on you, or what's supposed to happen there? I would assume
1: that the, the way that would be done would be through the state of Georgia. There would there be some sort of... Uh, a place where you would go to make sure you have a clear background check before the gun sale is authorized. But again, that would have to be worked out with the government.
0: Also, Mayor Sue Hill, you Democratic candidate for state senate. As long as we're discussing guns, it's a frequent conversation, the, the issue of school safety. It came up in our mm-hmm. forum a couple of weeks ago. The question, and this, it's really... It's, may or may not even be fair or appropriate to ask a legislative candidate because at the moment it's a matter for local school boards to decide Mm -hmm. whether to allow teachers to arm themselves or or other school uh, officials uh, to arm themselves. Right now, according to state law, that is a matter of local control. Are you okay with that, or should that be something the legislature expressly forbids?
1: That is correct. It is a matter of local control. And uh, again, I, I think it should be left at the local level. Absolutely.
0: What should we do though, uh, then, to secure our schools or better secure our schools?
1: There's some real obvious things we can do. One is uh, to make the uh, to close the campus, and uh, and that requires that students uh, requires uh, entry uh, authorized entry into and exit from. So that's a first step. Uh, another thing is to improve our uh, security just in how you get into the building. Um, I'm, my kids go to school in Oklahoma City, and uh, you cannot get in the door without you have to be buzzed in. There's one mm-hmm. entrance and one exit, so th- that's an obvious thing that we can do. Many of our schools don't have that yet, so. Uh, um, and some, that may be
0: a matter of funding.
1: Absolutely, and some uh, some school systems might uh, feel like they need metal detectors, and that's perfectly appropriate for some. You know, I'm just districts. sitting here
0: thinking whether I agree or disagree with any of that, and for what it matters, I agree with just about all of that can't we agree that that is just sad that it's kind of that wasn't the way when you and I went to school it's absolutely
1: sad it's uh, uh there's a lot of reasons that we're having school shootings uh, uh, you usually you often hear about the school shootings that are committed by students was one
0: yesterday in North mm-hmm. Carolina
1: that's right yeah. But more commonly, school shootings are as a result of a domestic um, abuse uh, interaction. You know, it's the ex-husband maybe entering the school to come after his wife. So there's all sorts of reasons these school shootings are happening, and they're
0: just, yeah, there's,
1: it's, it's all horrific, and it's terrifying to think
0: of. What do you know about the state budget? I mean, he looks at it every year, obviously. As a senator, what do you know as an outsider looking in?
1: Studied it a little bit. Uh, one thing I do know is that um, it's about half of the budget is goes to our school system, which is uh, good. That means it's a priority for the state. And um, uh, other than that, I know it's a complex bu- budget, and there we fund a lot of agencies in Georgia. It's a substantial budget. I'm going to say, I
0: think it's $20 billion. $24, 25000000000 i I'm working okay. from memory, mm-hmm. too. Uh, what I am led to understand, and I, this has been the case for several years. It'll be the case, again, uh, if you're elected and you deal with this in January, or if he goes back. Uh, the fastest growing part of that budget, you're right, uh, education is the largest part, but the fastest growing part is Medicaid. Uh, and, and that brings us to that topic of Medicaid expansion, the larger conversation about health care in general. Uh, we learned from the forum, and I would think I would have known this anyway, you're, you are in favor of supportive of the idea of accepting the medicaid expansion
1: that's correct why it's um uh georgia is one of i think 17 states that has not yet accepted expansion uh when the affordable care act was passed uh 20 states did accept that expansion and now 12 more have uh joined that and there's a reason they have it's uh one thing it's a very efficient way to cover additional um, citizens uh, with health insurance. And in Georgia, we would, uh, if we expand, we'll cover an additional six, 600,000 citizens. Uh, there have been several studies done in a number of states that have determined that it's a net benefit to the state due to a variety of reasons. The match is a nine to one match now. Initially, it was a, a into zero match. Right, which, and it's going mm-hmm. to
0: sliding scale. That's it's going exactly to get progressively right. smaller as we go through the years here, mm-hmm. which is going to mean, and that's an argument that Governor Deal and others have advanced for not accepting it so far. Yeah, it's great today, but at some point uh, it's not so great in terms of the match. And, and those are gaps that would have to be filled by state taxpayers.
1: Yes, but what they've also found is that uh, when you bring in, uh, um, when you expand Medicaid into a state, it also generates other income. Uh, Health care jobs, um, 30,000 jobs has been predicted would happen in Georgia, uh, additional because of the higher match you are in fact having a net gain in the Medicaid uh, funding and I think most importantly it uh, is covering uh, additional 600,000 folks.
0: What do you do about the doctors though who increasingly either aren't accepting Medicaid as payment or aren't, when they are they're not taking new patients?
1: Well, actually, I would give kudos to my opponent. Senator Kausert has, uh, when he was uh, in the Senate, he worked to uh, increase the uh, compensation rate to OBGYN because they were finding that many of them were not accepting Medicaid patients, which is not good. So that's another thing to look at.
0: But it's also, again, a drain you would acknowledge on the state and its resources, the state budget.
1: Well, I prefer to think about it not as a drain, but where you put your priorities. Uh, Budgets are always, um, that's the the complex job of working a budget and particularly in a balanced budget situation that we have in Georgia is what's more important, and that's uh, that's the job of a legislature to figure those things out. And I he- think health care for people should be, should always be a high priority. At, at,
0: at the expense of what other portion of the budget? As you point out, you're constitutionally compelled not only to pass a budget but balance it. Uh, and, and so if you're going to, uh, to allocate additional resources over here, you have to do something about what's over there.
1: That's exactly Where, right. So where's over there? That's exactly right. And I have never served in the legislature, and uh, I think that is the challenge of when you are a senator and a, a representative is to get down and dirty and get into the details of a budget and get feedback from the citizenry and where do you shift your priorities? Uh, that was a big part of my job when I worked for as administrator, was balancing budgets every year. And so I know how to do that, and I can't say specifically
0: where it needs to come from. That's a conversation that needs to be with colleagues. Well, one thing that can happen, I'm Mary Sue Hilliard with this uh, Democratic candidate for Georgia Senate, uh, grow the economy. And you grow the economy, you increase the tax revenues because more people pay in taxes and and, and more of it rolling in. Uh, What do we do to grow the economy?
1: I think one of the things that we should uh, put more emphasis on is uh, finding ways to incentivize uh, businesses that are already in place in Georgia. Um, many of our small businesses throughout the state, uh, including our agricultural businesses, uh, if they would, they are already connected to the community as opposed to bringing in other companies from another part of the United States. Just to enhance the economic uh, opportunities that they provide their citizens. Um, so I think that's a great place to start. Is what are the current businesses that we have in our communities, and how to how to grow them? Because they're tend to uh, they're going to stay there. They've been there for generations, and they can they're most likely going to be hiring local folks.
0: What is so, something the legislature can do in that respect?
1: I think they can give them some tax breaks. They can maybe give them some grants to expand, uh, to expand their facilities. If it's a manufacturing facility in a small town. Uh, there's all sorts of things that can incentivize. And I guess the point I'm making is let's incentivize the businesses that are already in place.
0: Yeah, it's like, and I I, I don't know why I suddenly think of this. It's like, I don't know, let's say you've been with, oh, I'm just naming something here, a cable company for some period of time. You've been with that same cable company for 10 years, and suddenly they start rolling out some half-price deal to the new customers. I'm like, hey, I've been with you for 10 years. Where's my break? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you're saying there, the, the businesses, all this emphasis on attracting new business. And that's important. But yeah. But what are you going to do for the folks who are already here? Exactly.
1: And I think we need to put it's always tends to be sexy to bring in a new plant from uh, another part of the United States. But oftentimes there are uh, many times they bring in a lot of their own people and it ends up not the tax breaks in. The tax break that we offer them ends up not being a net benefit. Well, what about benefit? that?
0: These targeted, so-called tax incentives. The most famous example, obviously, is for the movie in the movie industry in the film industry. And everybody loves that because it seems to be working very well in Georgia. There are others that are somewhat more controversial, the so-called Delta jet fuel tax break, that, that which, by the way, is for all the airlines, not just for Delta, right, but Delta, right. the biggest. I mean, but but in terms of there, there will be those absolutists who will say one size fits all in terms of a tax code, no incentives for anybody, because when you start doing that, when you start... As they would say picking winners and losers you're doing something government ought not be doing where are you on that
1: well I think that I think you're making a good point because not all tax breaks are equal and I think what uh, many cities in the south and throughout the United States have learned is that these big tax incentives that a community ends up getting uh, offering to a company doesn't bode well because they lose a lot of tax revenues over time and sometimes after the company has been in there for a few years they move out so uh, it, it, I think one thing the state could help is uh, help the communities to do some assessment of that. Is it really as best uh, good a deal as they think it is? And perhaps there's can be some out of our uh, uh, economic economy and tourism bureau that we can give them uh, some assistance or some grants to say, okay, is this really a good deal? and uh, but you're right they're not all the same have absolutely. you enjoyed
0: this i mean are you having fun with this a week to go and you'd be glad <laughs> when it's over what's your stance on this
1: it has been fun and enlightening and a lot of hard work and i'm really glad that i decided to run uh, i've met some wonderful people i've seen some parts of the three counties that i never even knew existed so i've been doing a lot of traveling and this is really the exciting time yeah. now is uh, getting down to the wire. I mean, the
0: hay pretty much in the barn now. I know you got another exactly. week of work That's to do. That's exactly But, I mean, right. the, the early voting, it, it, I don't know who's going to be left to vote on Election <laughs>